Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. Today we have Kuppu Lakshmi Krishnamurthy on the show with us. Kuppu is currently the head of Zoho for Startups program at Zoho and she spent more than a decade at Zoho, right? So Kuppu such a pleasure to have you in the show today. Thank you so much Sunil, my pleasure too. Awesome. So hey Kuppu like I gave a very short intro on you. like can you oh. can you tell us more more about yourself and you know how is your a uh, decade long journey been like at zoho absolutely i have been associated with zoho over a decade now but that feels like a lifetime all at once you know if you put the theory of relativity mm-hmm. every day has been such intense learning meeting people from diverse background so i've lived every day to the fullest so it does in a good way feel much longer than that But mm-hmm. I've been in the workforce since 2004 before I joined Zoho I was a copy editor I worked with a lot of science magazines and basically I'm a microbiologist I have a post graduation I oh. specialized in industrial microbiology and then I moved on to editing and then training people on writing well and speaking well and then I joined Zoho as a soft skills and communications trainer way back in 2010 and uh-huh. then it's it's been an unbelievably rewarding journey with a lot lots and lots of challenges deep learning curves i moved eventually from a very a traditional you know trainer role who mm-hmm. facilitated people to say the business story really well to telling the story myself mm-hmm. and i started representing zoho in various annual user conferences and other seminars that happen across the globe where mm-hmm. fundamentally my strength in simplifying concepts or trying to use jargon in, in bridging the gaps between business owners and how they look at tech adoption and then now i take care of the zoho for startups program and kind of building it from scratch and i have a very small team that helps me function efficiently other than who i am at work i'm also a mom and i kind of figured out during this pandemic that more of an ambivert specializing uh-huh. more in introvert <laughs> qualities and then trying to understand more of how future of work and technology can be used as we define the new work from home got it that's me really really interesting i i i'm really curious to know kupu how did the shift happen from microbiology to communications trainer and and you know joining a saas company right so was it like a like a planned decision or or you just keep stumbling upon uh, these new challenges for yourself that's a good question sunil see the more you learn every day you feel very young in your mind mm-hmm. but at the same time you also realize how long you've been in the workforce where now if i look back the transformation has happened really slowly not very consciously i didn't make a choice when i started off we weren't in the age of having a lot of job platforms or mm-hmm. twitter was just born and networking wasn't as much as it is now you're not just one cold email or one uh, nice linkedin introduction away from connecting with people the area of how you would look at job versus career was very limited so i just took what came in my path where it was not way from what i graduated in but then slowly it is like you know put your leg in one uh, area and then start going deep and then slowly pull out of science so i eventually moved from copy editing 
for science magazines to training people on how do you write well how do you make a good marketing copy and all so back in 2010 zoho was hiring purely based on people that you know like first references or friends who are very efficient so i think my networking with some of the people who were indirectly connected with zoho told me about an opportunity as a trainer but after i joined nice one day because you know we we are zoho in zoho you don't have cubicles you have people right. working um, from the vp to the head of marketing to head of administration we all work at least when we were in office physically we all used to work in a, in a typically a very physical flat hierarchy as well so you walk into a floor you wouldn't know from fancy cubicles who has the most powerful position or most experienced mm-hmm. that helped in connecting with shridhar vembutu at that time who just casually threw a challenge at me saying you know what kupu it's so easy to train people to how to stand on the stage or what are the most important points on body language or presentation skills when mm-hmm. you start doing this yourself and you start understanding products yourself that's where in lies the actual challenge for a company that is looking at scaling multifold so i started learning products more like an experiment on myself ask mm-hmm. silly questions on how to understand jargon so basically i am that customer to whom you're selling your saas and right. if i'm not understanding how i'm going to use it for my business perhaps you have to change the narrative or you have to change the strategy around selling that immensely helped in learning products crafting useful presentations and webinars for the large audience and it has been very very rewarding when i say rewarding it has been immensely challenging that's a that's a great journey right like from micro uh, biology to like you know heading now now heading the zoho for startups program right yeah. so uh, really really interesting kupu so like talking about stories right i believe that and we spoke about this before as well like like you use storytelling as a concept to at at every aspect of of zoho right rather it be selling or you know you building products or you scaling up you know you're acquiring customers or you're retaining customers so everything you know has a storytelling aspect at zoho so how how did you build the culture from like a decade ago right i i would believe that a decade ago marketing or selling or you know all these these aspects would be still considered as you know storytelling i'm sure you know it wasn't a part of that like 10 years back right like now yes. definitely it's a part a lot of people are evangelizing storytelling as a concept you know bringing that to marketing specifically and then yes. not only marketing right like to sales as well to building products as well when they are you know uh, talking to your users getting feedback from them so these mm. are all like you can bring storytelling aspects to multiple avenues in the same company building the same product right mm. but 10 years ago i believe that was not the case so mm. how did you build up that culture 10 years back right how did you build up that mindset in people that you know hey you know metrics are important let's say in marketing but what's more important is the art of storytelling which is a qualitative metric or a qualitative ability but then you have to focus on that as well because you can't really measure i believe like you know how good a story was right yes. unless you you tell a story then people would engage with you and then you bring on the quantitative aspects of the engagement and then you determine okay if this story was good or not was it like Absolutely. this or was it something different like how is your you know experience in building up the whole storytelling aspect at zoho 10 years back you are right 
the way we look at storytelling in terms of how how you would look at business growth has changed mm-hmm. over these years very slowly and steadily and i do see a lot of leaders talking about this intangible side of business uh, growth and everything numbers are very very important you cannot really have uh, growth when you're not looking at your roi or looking at strategies where with meaningful or minimal investment how do you bring on board new customers and now when you look at this saas landscape and look mm-hmm. at zoho's growth over these um, years totally. from what we were doing in 2010 i have seen many of the products being born in zoho right how mm-hmm. user experiences to you know the interface itself has changed from what i saw of zoho crm one of the flagship products early right. when i had joined to how we use many of these tools even to run zoho now when okay. i look at this and why we we are doing what we are doing most of the times what we are doing involves a lot of numbers bringing together great minds of you know sales strategies or how we are working quarter on quarter what is a mm-hmm. core go to market strategy who are our target target audience now given today look at especially india mm-hmm. now the government is talking a lot about atmanirbhar being self sufficient in yeah. in relation to what's happening across the globe and how some of the power power nations are causing negative and positive impacts you know you have mm-hmm. the pandemic also in this scene right become more than important i think more and more business organizations or anyone even a startup who wants to do a breakthrough on why they are doing what they are doing storytelling comes into the picture now mm-hmm. i read a lot i i follow people on twitter to see what are the trends how do people talk about now even mm-hmm. from the start of world you see many of the people who are so called unicorns or some of them who have built successful businesses if you follow them on a regular basis consistently they talk about people and how mm-hmm. you make them feel because totally in mm-hmm. 2010 what saas was and today where we are there are a lot of options if you don't yeah. uh, want one product from from a certain saas vendor you have five other options at least to choose from totally. now what differentiates you from the the variety that is available in the market mm-hmm. now you talk about trust now you talk about scalability now you talk about who are these people who are leading these organizations it's very important mm-hmm. to look at that now if you see it there are three things that come into the picture when when you look at the why you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. who are the leaders who are you know running the organizations who are talking about scalability two are they really people oriented you know this joke that goes when someone says i am a people person there is a goose in the picture that says i am a geese goose <laughs> it, it's a given mm-hmm. you know you, what do you yeah. mean by you're a people person if you are a person you have to i remember what daniel h pink says i follow a lot of his writings how he wrote a book called to sell mm-hmm. is human you know if you've heard of it mm-hmm. now when you think yeah. about it and you when you bring it back to the business world all of us are selling at some point be you are mm-hmm. an evangelist or a sales person even internally if you want to bring in a new design you want to redo the user experience you have to do a lot of pitch internally right the word stakeholder somehow is so boring otherwise mm-hmm. how do you convince people how good a storyteller you are your art of persuasion 
you don't say the business strategy of persuasion you somehow you call it the art of networking the art of persuasion correct so this right. takes a different part of the brain fundamentally it's all neuroscience so i am a great fan of what daniel h pink says when it comes to business and mm-hmm. storytelling where there's one quote that goes i'm i'm not sure if i'm saying the words in the exact way but mm-hmm. roughly here it what here is what it is mm-hmm. the future actually belongs to the kind of people who are who possess a very different kind of mind so mm-hmm. when you talk about the future you're talking about empathizers and creators people right. who can recognize patterns people who find beyond all of this there is a meaning to what you do totally. without which you cannot bring a change right if you want to motivate yeah. people who work with you you have to give them autonomy you have to be you have a sense of experience mastery over what you're doing which means you mm-hmm. need depth and then you right. have to bring about a purpose today if i have to wake up every day and i have to run towards what i am doing which means i understand through the zoho for startups program i'm empowering startups especially during a pandemic i'm helping right. them without hiring more people will they be able to run their social media campaign will they be able to make some sense out of the data the digital footprint that they are leaving mm-hmm. so that's pretty much the answer to your wonderful question yeah <laughs> that's no that's really awesome and i i would also imagine like you know if you want a if you want a different outcome or if you want to be a differentiator let's say as you mentioned right there are many companies like if you're looking for one solution there are like like hundreds of products which are out there and if you mm-hmm. want to differentiate or you know, if you want to stand out i guess storytelling or the qualitative aspects right not only storytelling but all the qualitative aspects which are there that is the only way where where you can stand out in that particular hundreds of companies right and it's really difficult to like you know incorporate these abilities as as they are not taught i'm not really sure that if these abilities are taught in mbas or in b schools let's say right this is something that mostly is incorporated by in a culture in a company like if i if i join zoho today i know that the culture is of storytelling so i immediately if i'm not a storyteller i would be in the be in the group and you know i would like somehow start becoming a storyteller down over the years or it is some something that that would come to me naturally right like i think I, it is I, a learned skill you are right see yeah. every everything today be it machine learning or artificial intelligence it the most integral part of it if you look it's it's the intangible intangible side of it how mm-hmm. biased you are or unbiased you are towards data that's right. going to affect the future a lot what you're accelerating you know mm-hmm. with great power comes great responsibility so how yeah. you're going to handle all the data are you capable mm-hmm. of doing this but this is i would say it's an essential skill of survival for anyone right today yeah from from where i was it was easy for me to transition from a microbiologist to what i'm doing today but today if you, if i'm going to sell the same story to students in college who are mba graduates it's not going to work they yeah. have to work a lot more harder they have to show their work totally i think the competition yeah. has grown as well in exactly. that way right like yes. if you have to be and come and be become a storyteller uh, yes. but yeah really really interesting to know talking about storytelling right like how how do you use storytelling in different 
like stages of the funnel right like bridging that gap between the quantifiable aspect and the qualitative aspect of of marketing and you know or, or the whole funnel right like when at the end of the day as a company storytelling is important but something called as revenue generation is also very very important right like yes. your storytelling and you're getting people on that's all good but at the end of the day like you know if i'm not getting numbers then there's something mm-hmm. wrong or there's something need to be changed right so how would you connect or bridge the gap between storytelling and you know revenue generation like i know that's a long bridge and that's a huge like you know jump directly from storytelling to revenue generation but i would say that you know storytelling would come in all aspects of the funnel right like right from acquisition or awareness then acquisition then selling and retention as well like for awareness and acquisition i would say people talk a lot on that and there are a lot lot of articles and lot of videos lot of stories already out there on these two aspects so i would love to ask more on the selling side and the and the product building side and the retention side of you know storytelling so can you shed can you tell us more on these three aspects uh, in sure, your sir. experience as you ask me this it it brings to my mind multiple points uh, <laughs> i would imagine yeah. yes because right. those growth did not happen just with storytelling numbers are very very important today across the right. globe we have reached almost 50 million users up from across the world which means see this this is just a number if you don't go to the depth of it and this is in, as you mentioned a few minutes back it's very integral part of our culture and it comes from top down the leadership right talks exactly. about this all the time this consistency in this what we are doing mm-hmm. why we are yeah. doing you don't you don't open shop and then when when things go difficult you run in different direction you go with what you have been doing all this while and the metamorphosis mm-hmm. happens slowly and steadily now That's one important. the organization mm-hmm. culture is very very important but you can't do away with the ethics part of it mm-hmm. when you have the power to do what you are doing are you doing in it the right way mm-hmm. so what are you doing with these numbers what are you doing with the data of so many organizations that is trusting you you know mm-hmm. how, how are your security and privacy policies in place are they transparent are they available for people to read and understand most importantly you mm-hmm. keep talking about this what is this gap what is this bridging the gap that we always talk about you know why why is that bridge is always you know it's not going away we all talk about it in different ways that's also because th- this is where the storytelling comes you know if if i am representing the organization and doing a presentation mm-hmm. for example there are two ways to do it one i only keep talking about numbers why we do more than 45 plus apps in zoho that solves all your business needs and workflow automation or mm-hmm. i walk imagine me walking in you know in between the audience among the audience and turning around and looking at this board and say come let's look at this story together what are the challenges that you're facing every day as a startup i'm a small team i i am a small business i my mm-hmm. my founding team is very small especially during the pandemic i'm not going to go all over my hiring process right though mm-hmm. i can hire talent from across the globe now with this small team how functionable can i be in looking at various aspects of my business now if i am not asking these questions that rings a bell or makes people nod heavily 
and and mm-hmm. maybe smile or frown or make them uncomfortable the strength lies in storytelling so you right. have to do a good duet between the primary singer versus the orchestra always it is right likewise mm-hmm. the numbers form the backbone but what makes us unique as an organization is the story that we tell so today right. zoho's tagline is software as a craft where mm-hmm. how do you talk about craft or art or software itself without getting into the neuroscience part of it where you know how the famous quote goes if i'm not feeling it i'm not going to remember it so yeah the customer retention that you're talking about is all about how you're making them feel even if you're not giving them the right solution even if you're not exactly meeting their requirements right away are you respecting their time are you mm-hmm. listening to what their requirement is are you able to tell them or promise them a good deadline or when or when not the honesty that that you do in each conversation that's what is going to help mm-hmm. how contagious totally. your idea is is going to be about who you are as a human what are the mm-hmm. things that you care about and consistently talk about this this all is not not exactly a storytelling skill but the virtue of you you are fundamentally i think that's what makes zoho work and i think somehow it seeps into you over a period of time totally and and i believe that you know the in in this great show game of thrones i'm not sure you know if you have seen like tyrion lannister also says right like what unites people it's not it's not the armies or it's not the community it's it's stories right stories yeah. is what something which unites people and they bring together people to achieve the same goal or to achieve the same milestone together right like that stories yes. so really really interesting to see how zoho is using the storytelling aspect in different avenues right and you know talking about zoho being so huge and so like you know widespread across the world as you said right like 50 million like customers right depending on like one one company which is zoho to run their and manage their business right like different aspects of the business so in that way when you are working at zoho i'm sure that you have to to be someone who's a leader and not a follower right mm-hmm. like because what you do is going to be followed by 50 million businesses across the globe right sure. so in that way you have to like think a lot and i'm sure like there would be a lot of research that would be going on when you're you know even making a small change or a small campaign out there because that campaign is being followed by 50 million businesses okay. now you have to be really thoughtful on like how you are you know implementing this particular thing or implementing this particular campaign so how do you like keep that in mind right you know that you have the burden or i wouldn't say it's a burden but you have the strength as you said right like with great power comes great responsibility now you have this great power now how do you make sure that you're using this power very responsibly and laying down the path for all these other companies to follow zoho in in a way right like in this particular aspect yes it it means a lot of courage and uh-huh. uh, determination and intention the purpose why you're doing what you're doing so when the leaders uh, always are focused on this and it's not one of the many things that they are doing it mm-hmm. shows in the quality of result mm-hmm. uh, by it is not always easy to to be the leader you know to lead and bring about a change because mostly you're alone when you're you're being the trend setter for example when we decided that we will stop 
all the third party trackers that we have it's it's mm-hmm. something that directly uh, affects your revenue but then you right. still take it it's it, it is of utmost conviction why you're doing and we always believe that money is a by product of doing so many things right right so it takes a lot of courage to take the decision when it's going to first hit your the the fundamental outcome of a business if it is to make money and not retain customers and you're not going to look at these areas but if you're mm-hmm. going to de- take decisions like this where we stop the third party trackers from our side and mm-hmm. uh, if you see the creative team the people who craft marketing and storytelling they've been with us for a long time right you're not giving birth to a baby and asking someone else to name it what zoho is doing and how you would want to say a story that's very not very far not only from our culture but the ethical way of doing things so we have mm-hmm. a creative director we have a team that is in house that works with customers that brings out the story on why how they feel when they use zoho so to Got be it. a leader is not very easy but yep. that's what makes it more interesting and more purposeful in this world totally I, uh, the third most important thing is like i said we use some of these tools to have a conversation internally right from shridhar vembu to the chief evangelist to head of marketing all of us use our own intranet tools to talk to each other about what could be the most effective strategy or mm-hmm. this in a way converts it from being a burden to a equal responsibility because i am very good in understanding the trends of what's happening in the startup world because that's the only thing i do day in day out now mm-hmm. if i sit with someone who is good in marketing or crafting a good story or the data points you know i sit with the sales head and see which is the most the state that gives us the most gdp and why what are the first mm-hmm. top 10 apps that are adopted by the startups say from an edu tech or a fintech based startups right. that gives me a good uh, story point where data is not just boring at the same time it's not just fluff you're mm-hmm. talking meaningful alternatives to how why tech adoption is important right facts facts too yeah yeah totally and i believe this is what you know this thinking is what something which led to the creation of the zoho for startups program mm. yes so great and can you tell us more on like what's the like zoho for startups program and what 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 do you guys currently do sure this is we we now this middle of this year we've stepped into the fourth year of this program nice and we mm-hmm. launched this around the same time we launched zoho 1 mhm one clarification here is zoho has been serving all kinds of businesses nevertheless irrespective right. of this program existed or not but right. we want to serve the segment you know with more focus just we, like we are doing for smbs or msmes mm-hmm. where the nature of your storytelling once again changes right if if i'm talking about 45 plus apps how mm-hmm. is it uniquely helpful to the startups what are the things that you need when you're setting up your business right mm-hmm. from when you're writing down your uh, lean strategy your proof of concept where are you scribbling down your ideas who are who is going to be your founding team how are you going to change this into a business strategy where eventually this looks somewhere close to a minimum viable product or a service that you will give it shape to so when you're adding wheels when you're adding gears to this journey many of us 
realize mm-hmm. the importance of software only mm-hmm. after a mess a messy point you have reached you can no more use your spreadsheets to to right. know who are your most potential leads that will convert into your users or someone who will consume your services or product so zo for startups was born when we were ready to sell this story of irrespective of whether you're an early stage startup or someone mm-hmm. who's already scaling up and ready to change your strategy that will fit your global scaling up so mm-hmm. we had all of these 45 apps rolled into one bundle called zoho one any right. startup on any vertical irrespective of their stage of growth or their stage in funding or mm-hmm. where they were in 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 the process of scaling up whether you are a 10 employee or a solopreneur or you are you know someone who cannot start off with 40 people in your founding team mm-hmm. you can use zoho one and pick up any of these apps that will help you in your workflow automation or employing a successful social media strategy so zoho for startups was thus born and even today the learning curve is so deep where there is no pattern there's a lot of chaos i keep telling my team we are working for startups exactly like a startup no right. one believes us mm-hmm. no one believes us <laughs> no one knows why we exist but mm-hmm. uh, we look at data we look at how the pandemic is impacting we keenly mm-hmm. look at uh, the graph of the most adopted apps from zoho that startups are picking Mm-hmm. why some of them are shutting shop and why some of them are scaling up more than ever so right. it's, it's a lot of stories through data that we are learning and today we are going global across india we organically have grown to more than 60 plus collaborations right from the government of india so sunil you see mm-hmm. nice though it mm-hmm. is number okay though it is number i'm talking about we have mm-hmm. given more than 30000 licenses to various startups via this program right. and talking to people from africa to uh, bahrain to many other regions right. what is fundamentally helping here is i'm taking the story forward exactly <laughs> who i am as a person yeah. counts the storytelling mm-hmm. counts the vulnerability the authenticity counts makes sense no that's that that really connects the dot when you look backwards Correct. as well right uh, for you So yes. no this is really interesting kupu and i think we have reached the course of this episode and we'll shift gears to the lightning round but this has been a really insightful discussion on storytelling right and and why companies should do it and how you can you know bridge the gap between storytelling which is a qualitative aspect and and your revenue right like at the end of the day revenue generation is also something which is really important absolutely so, uh, that which is the quantifiable aspect right like how you yes. can bridge the gaps between these two so yes. quickly shifting to lightning round right like i have three questions for you these are not on storytelling <laughs> but <laughs> your answers could be some stories right so sure. great cool so first one what do you know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started that technology is not as overwhelming as it really is you have to be persistent and ask <laughs> stupid questions more confidently <laughs> yeah stay stay hungry stay foolish right like yeah <laughs> we just celebrated steve jobs birthday so like yes. new quote from very contextual <laughs> yeah like second one what did your biggest professional failure teach you <laughs> my failure started really early in my life mm-hmm. I keep telling you know my friends and acquaintances this joke from this movie called Mummy 
what what is you know it goes something i for anyway i forgot because it's a lightning round uh-huh. but then failures <laughs> teach you that you're human and then to err is to human right and you find your own way when you realize you learn the lesson and craft a good story out of these failure that motivates mm-hmm. more people to become what they become totally your vulnerability See, is your greatest strength mhm makes sense and then the third one what's the number one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve yeah time management mm-hmm. self discipline that's that's really amazing kupu so mm-hmm. thanks a lot kupu for you know coming on the show taking time and sharing all these amazing stories with us today and it i am really glad that you know we could do this and you know i could bring out this this conversation with you yes the famous quote by one of my favorite persons maya angelou mm-hmm. goes like this there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you right i'm so glad that i could share all of this because you asked the right questions <laughs> so i'm Thanks. equally happy and i'm all smiles as i sign off from this podcast sunil and i wish you mm-hmm. more conversations that could help the world be a better place all the best to you